Good evening. The February 21st, 2024 Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals is now in session. Good evening and welcome. I am Richard Kaplan, Chair of the Board of the Zoning Appeals. The board is made up of five citizens appointed by the circuit court. In addition to myself, we have Vice Chair Intamalis, Judy Freshman, Portia Clark, and Lindsay Arthurs. Also present is the professional staff, including Blake Bowen, Board of Zoning Appeals Coordinator, Meg Ryan, BZA Associate Planner, online yes brett goldberg bza associate planner and stephen rissi zoning prim supervisor we thank you for being here and extend a warm welcome to avoid disruptions we ask that you please place your mobile devices in silent mode before we begin tonight's hearing i will discuss the board's powers and procedures for tonight's the board's powers and procedures for tonight's hearing the board's powers are prescribed in the code of virginia and are set forth in further detail in the county's zoning ordinance adopted by the county board the Board of Zoning Appeals does not have the power to rezone property or to amend the regulations set forth in the ordinance. That authority rests with the County Board. This Board does have the authority to do three things. First, the BZA can approve use permits that, that allow modifications of placement requirements for structures on one and two family lots where there is no option in the zoning ordinance to allow such modifications. In order to approve a use permit, the Arlington Zoning Ordinance requires that this board find that the proposal will not adversely affect the health or safety of persons residing in the neighborhood, will not be detrimental to the public welfare or injurious to the property or improvements in the neighborhood, and will not be in conflict with the purposes of the master plans and land use and zoning related policies of the county. In making these findings, the BZA shall consider whether the modification will promote compatibility of the development with the surrounding neighborhood because of the structure's overall size, footprint, and placement are similar to those of the structures on properties surrounding the lot in question, and whether the modification will help preserve natural landform, histor historical features, or significant trees and foliage. When approving use permits, the Board of Zoning Appeals may impose conditions that it deems necessary and in the public interest, including but not limited to the duration of the use permit. This board does not have the authority to grant use permits to modify requirements for expanded housing option developments. Second, the BZA can grant variances from the specific requirements of the zoning ordinance. When granting a variance, the burden of proof is on the applicant to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that the strict application of the ordinance would unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property and the need for a variance would not be shared generally by other properties and such variance is not contrary to the purposes of the ordinance. Third, the BZA can decide appeals of decisions of the zoning administrator. When deciding appeals of the zoning administrator, the board must use its judgment to determine if the administrator was correct. Now on to tonight's hybrid hearing. For those who are participating in person, on the front table, you will find a QR code linking to a copy of the application package, including the staff report for each case before us. For those participating virtually, a copy of each application package can be found on the Arlington County BZA website. There is also a link in the chat for the application packages. I recommend that if you have not yet seen that report for your case, that you review that report before your case is called. If you are attending virtually and lose connectivity, please reconnect with us by phone. If you are attending via Teams, please keep yourself muted and cameras off until called upon. Turn off the sound on any other devices around you to minimize interference. When called upon to speak, please turn your camera on and unmute, unmute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon that is located in the meeting command bar. 
County staff does not have the ability to unmute you. The meeting chat is active for technical support assistance only. The meeting chat should not be used for discussion, public comments, questions about agenda items, or requests for more information. Public comments must be shared verbally or, or have been previously provided in writing for the record during the assigned public testimony period. This evening, staff will call each case and will provide a brief staff report and recommendation. Next, board members will ask any questions of staff they may have. Applicants or their representatives will be given an opportunity to make comments to support the application. Next, all speakers for the item will be called. Speakers must fill out a speaker slip online or is available on the table in the front of the room. After we hear from speakers for and against the proposal, the board may permit the applicant a brief opportunity to clarify any points. The board may ask questions of any speakers, but does not permit any cross-examination or direct questioning by others. For tonight's hearing, this board has deemed the following time limits for speakers to be sufficient. Five minutes for applicants of use permits and variances, three minutes for representatives of organizations, and two minutes for individuals as sufficient. After the board has gathered all information we need and have discussed the case, we will decide the matter by voting on a motion duly made and seconded. A, a majority is needed to approve any motion. Please be respectful of the time allotted. This is a public forum and tonight's meeting will be recorded and posted on the county's website. All information associated with tonight's meeting, whether spoken or written, is subject to the Freedom of Information Act requirements. Any appeal from the decision of this board must be made to the circuit court in accordance with state law. After your case of interest is heard, you are welcome to stay for the balance of the session or leave at your convenience. Lastly, before we get started, we have uh, a couple items on the consent agenda for tonight. For the public's benefit, the consent agenda is used by this board to quickly decide on agenda items that are complete and non-controversial. An item can be removed from the consent agenda at any time by a board member or will be removed from the consent agenda if a member of the public desires to comment on the case, um, either for or against. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the following cases for our consent agenda? Uh, V-11912-23-UP-1 and V-11913-23-UP-2. Uh, yes, Mr. Kaplan, the case numbers you just read, case number V-11912-23-UP-1 is a use permit request by F Heidi Fitzharris on behalf of Adam and Kelly Raymond, the owners, to permit a building addition with a North Powhatan Street setback of 10.2 feet to the building wall, 8.7 feet to the roof eave, instead of 25 feet to the building wall, 21 feet to the roof eave as required, and to permit a front porch with a North Powhatan Street setback of 10 feet to the porch, 9.5 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required, and to permit a rear porch with a North Powhatan Street setback of 10.8 feet to the porch, 10 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required, and to permit a deck with a North Powhatan Street setback of 6.8 feet instead of 21 feet as required, and to permit a chimney with a North Powhatan Street setback of 9.1 feet instead of 23.5 feet as required, and to permit an aggregate side yard setback of 17.3 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding a new building addition, new front porch, new, new rear screened porch, new deck, 
a new chimney for an existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 6201 22nd Street North within the Leeway Overly Civic Association. The second case number I have on the consent agenda, um, I actually have the case number noted as V-11913-UP-1. I it's, think you might have said two at the end. Two. Okay, yeah, it is supposed to be two. Thank you, Meg. So that case number is V-11913-23-UP-2, a use permit request by Patricia Trin on behalf of Serena Hoyt and Jim Riley, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 22.5 feet to the main building wall instead of 25 feet as required and permit a building separation of 7.4 feet instead of 7.5 feet as previously approved regarding a modification of BZA use permit V-10714-12-UP-1 for building separation and enclosing a rear porch to a mudroom for a single family detached dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 3125 4th Street North within the Lion Park Civic Association. The staff recommendation for both of the aforementioned um, cases is to approve subject to the conditions listed in the individual staff reports. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, do we have any speakers, um, slips, or people signed up to speak for either of these two items? Um, in terms of speakers signed up to speak in advance, I can save us a lot of time up front. We have no advanced speakers for any of the cases other than the applicants themselves. Okay, I think that's a first. Yeah, might be. <laughs> um, any questions or motions? Mr. Chairman, I'm happy to move the, the two items on our consent agenda for approval for with conditions as in the staff report. Thank you, Ms. Mellis and Ms. Arthurs. A motion made by Ms. Mellis, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I'll call the roll. Ms. Mellis? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Your votes aye. Motion to grant these two use permits passes five to zero. Thank you and good luck with your project. Mr. Bowen, can you call the first case on our normal uh, standard agenda? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. The next case on the agenda is case number V-11909-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by the Audrey Inc. on behalf of Sean Banman and Kelly Latricia to permit a street setback of 20.9 feet to the porch instead of 21 feet to the porch as required from 19th Road North to permit a right side setback of 7.9 feet to the wall and 8 feet to the porch instead of 10 feet as required to permit a right side setback of 4.8 feet to the wall of the stormwater planter instead of 6 feet as required, to permit a left side setback of 9.9 .9 feet to the wall instead of 10 feet as required, and to permit a left side setback of 5.8 feet to the area away instead of 6 feet as required, to permit a left side setback of 6.4 feet to the chimney instead of 8.5 feet as required, to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 17.8 feet instead of 18 feet as required, and to permit a rear setback of 24.9 feet to the wall instead of 25 feet as required regarding an after-the-fact approval for a new single-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 5155 19 Road North within the John M. Langston Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that we did receive supplemental material for this case in the form of a petition of support that came in as well as certified mail receipts. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. The um, supplemental material looks like it's the same as what's in our packet. I just want to point that out. I will double check that just to make sure. Uh, just to make sure that there is not really supplemental. Okay. Thank you. Um, does my, do my colleagues have any questions for staff? Ms. Mellis. Yeah, I just need some help sorting something out. In the, in the um, 
applicant's letter of justification, he talked about minor changes having to do with siding, which just a matter of inches. But some of some of the things that we're being asked to approve here are feet, not inches. Can do you, do you understand? Yeah, I think um, in large part, and the applicant can shed some light on this, this was intended to be a by-ride project that was had some minute differences. I think some also some assumptions were made as to which side yard could qualify as a 10-foot side yard versus an 8-foot side yard, which would change the allowable encroachments. So like a chimney that's um, 6.4 feet, I believe, instead of 8.5 feet, had that been a 10-foot side yard, that would have been a matter of, you know, a tenth of a foot as well, potentially. Okay, so... In the wall check, these sorts of things would have been pointed out to him or not pointed out? By the time the wall check had occurred, it may have been potentially too late. Um, but yeah, depending on the building permit process and the state that it was in when they first came to the BZA, there could be a variety of ways that such information could have been conveyed to the applicants. So, I, so by in, in, in saying it's only minor... It, it would it would be my only minor changes if they had reversed what they were proposing? Um, perhaps. I can look at the plans in more detail. Do you, have a, just, do you have a question on a particular feature? That, I mean, the chimney is one that I think came up. Would be, the chimney would be one. Um, the other would be a porch of eight, eight foot rather than ten. Um, and There's a, a planner box, too. 6.4 versus... 8.5, none of those look like small siding changes. Not inches. Not by any means. And so I'm concerned about, you know, what he conveyed to the neighbors versus, you know, what's before us right now. Yeah, I think it was, and uh, I would defer to the applicants themselves on this, but I believe some assumptions were made as to which side yard could be treated as a 10-foot side yard and get allowable encroachments, um, you know, for instance, for a chimney of 8.5 feet. Um, and for things like stormwater planters, up to six feet. Um, and, you know, really depending on the feature, what the encroachment could be into that yard. Um, not all of them, as you mentioned, are, you know, a tenth of a foot or an, an inch or two. Um, some of them are a little bit larger. And I think that is likely due to um, some assumptions that were made as to how far things could encroach into a required side yard. I think all of them are more than inches, though, correct? Like, uh, none of them seem like they could be a couple inches, like both of the letters state. I think that there were a bunch of them that were yeah. 0.1, 1.2 inches. So, so oh. one is 24 versus 24.9 versus 25. I, you know, that that I can accept. But I, I, so I'm just trying to figure out how staff thought about this. But I also have a question. Maybe it's related to that. But at the uh, under existing conditions in the first paragraph, it says, however, due to encroachments beyond what the zoning ordinance permits for by right construction. The building permit cannot be issued without the approval of the subject BZA use permit request. Does that mean it did not have a building permit? It would mean that the building permit is on effectively cannot be approved by zoning until setback modification approval is granted by the BZA. But it, the building the permit doesn't that Perfect. come first before they build it? The issuance of the building permit would involve checks to setback approvals being met. So for a buy-right project, they'd want to see, for instance, that a 10-foot a side yard is a 10-foot side yard and not less. And any measurements that are less would necessitate a BZA Okay, I guess, I guess I'm just confused that, you know, and after the fact is, is sometimes problematic, sometimes not. But 
if in this report it says that they they need this BZA approval in order to get the building permit and you know I, I've you can see it it stands out really big when you drive down George Mason and I see it all the time so it's pretty obvious I'm just a little confused on the timing and the permits and that kind of stuff because as my colleagues have said in some cases it's not a matter of inches which we're used to with siding and other minor kinds of things and in fact, as we know, we have applications now that build in a little wiggle room so they don't have to come back. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but I don't know that maybe the, maybe the applicant can speak to it. But in my world, when I've done anything, I've had to get a building permit first. And then it's checked to make sure that I did what I said I was going to do. This is a little confusing. Um, the wording, at least, is a little confusing. And Ms. Malice, did you have follow-up questions as well? Uh, yeah, it, someone needs to explain the sequence of things here. You know, it sounds like what you said was this was originally by right. Yes, we did not hear of this project in advance, and otherwise it would not be an after-the-fact approval. But but it was, so on a by right, it doesn't go to zoning? It would go through zoning for... Um, still needs a building It would still need a building permit to be reviewed by zoning to assess whether all zoning regulations were met. So In this case, chimneys, the permit was checked and did not meet, therefore necessitating a BZA action. But but the, but how did it get built without a building permit? The building permit, was, I would defer to the applicant um, on their, their, their history. The building <laughs> permit could like be issued with the expect, generally speaking, the building permit could be issued with the expectation that things would be built according to what was shown in the, in the building permit plans. If things were built in the field that differed from that, that would be ca caught at the end of the permitting process. But so the this is a retroactive approval. Of the but building permit, but the building permit would have shown the chimney and all of all of this, right? No. Say that once more. Sorry. The building permit would have shown the chimney and and the you know the other things, the porch being ten feet versus eight or eight versus you know ten versus eight. Wouldn't those have all been on the building permit plat? Potentially, and then I would I think really is important to hear from the applicant here because depending depending on when and how the building permit was submitted and then potentially updated, you can make like an active revision to a building permit to change a design component in the process. Sometimes it flags the need for a BZA approval. Um, sometimes it doesn't. But I would defer to the applicant to summarize their experience with the permitting process. Okay. And to follow up with your other question, the supplemental material is the same as that's in the application packet. Great. Thank you. Um, I assume the applicant is with us or the applicant agent. Mr. Um, Bamman? Uh, no, um, my name is John Crum. I'm the project manager for Audrey Homes. Ash Sirazul. I'm the owner of the Audrey Homes. Thank you. Um, so uh, much like was kind of explained here, we got the building permit and we did the wall check. When we did the wall check, the wall check was just on the cement uh, part of the building. On the foundation. The foundation. <clears throat> and it was approved at that point. However, it was exactly to the boundaries. So when we put the siding on the outside of it, it encroached into each of the boundaries. Um, as far as the chimney, uh, that was on the plans as well. Uh, and we built it to that based off the wall check, initial wall check. And the porch? Yes, yes, they were, they were both built off based off the initial the wall stopper. check. 
So are you saying, do you understand that this request is to grant setback relief on the porch and on the chimney? Yes, and, and the, the the building is as a whole because wh why 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 do you need why did you need setback relief on the chimney and the porch? Uh, we weren't aware that that was a setback issue because it was in the plans approved by the county at that point. So so the porch and the chimney didn't deviate from the approved plan no, with the building permit. We we built according to the plans. Again, the mistake that was made was with the foundation we. We went right to the boundary rather than right. We should have like a little set down, so maybe a little bit smaller on that. So, are the plans in the packet? Uh, if they're not, should, I can get those. Yeah, it, sh it should be, Let's and all our other uh, permits is approved. Um, yeah, we we got approvals throughout the whole process. It was just at the, the end check whenever. Uh, for only for the uh, left on the occupancy permit, and we have the temporary occupancy permit on that. So. Are you would would you conclude that the county made an error in giving you a building permit? Well, it was a uh, long process. Unfortunately, um, it is like if you look back, it is a couple of years process. It's a small lot. It was a small lot, very tight lot, and we went back and forth. It's in over almost like two years, and um, you know I, I don't want to say that it's a county's law. Made a mistake, or but I would say like we should we should have been a little bit more careful, careful not build it on the right at the border of the uh, line setback line. But but that wouldn't have prevented the issue with the chimney and the porch. That would not have no. no yes. Yeah. That again, those were those were approved on the plans as as they were. And as uh, we we talked about this whole process with the entire neighborhood and during this time we always allow Stephen. we're trying our best to be allowed and you know, be on good side of neighbor. So uh, we already get the all paperwork from them Stephen. the sign. Thank you. Hey, Stephen. Stephen, Mr. I'm sorry, Mr. Rissi. Yeah, sorry to interject. I thought I might be able to help shed some light on what I think is happening here. Um, I think that a number of the board members have noted that the dimensions are showing more than a few inches. And I think the reason for that is because of the way that we measure side yards. The building permit was originally issued with an assumption that there would be a 10 foot side and therefore an eight foot side. And the issue is the building that was constructed didn't provide a 10 foot side. And the way we measure 10 our side setbacks is if there is no 10 foot side, then there can be no 8 foot side. So things that were originally built with the assumption that they could be up to 8 feet now are being judged on the fact that they have to be 10 feet because there is no 10 foot side provided. So that's why you're seeing things that appear to be much more than a couple inches, but the applicant has explained that their intention was to build to the eight foot allowance, which again, assumes the 10 foot provided on the other side, which is why they think that it's only a matter of inches. Does that make sense? Can I ask a yes. question? Yep. Ms. Mellis, yes, please. So what happened to change the thinking that there was no 10 foot side? The wall, the final plat showed that the wall was built closer than 10 feet. So that's the plat that you see in the packet before you. 
So the wall closer to 10 feet by inches or by feet? It's 9.9 .9 feet instead of 10 feet on the one side. On the left side. And it's just because there is not 10 feet provided there that there can't ah. be an eight foot side on the right side. So, and therefore uh, all the requirements are 10 feet rather than eight. Oh, so that makes everything has to be 10. Yep, right, right. So, so this isn't necessarily a, um, a, a building department mistake or a, a approval mistake. This is because we didn't meet the 10. Now we we don't get eight. So now we need a big. We're asking. It's a bigger ask than if we had a 10. Correct. Yeah, because we'd have gotcha. 10 on both sides. I think okay. this is the first time that issue has come up since I've been here. So since thank forever. you. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're the ones that. Come. No, so, okay. No. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> right, because like we're, we're also worried about the next person who comes Absolutely. in and, yes. and overbuilds. And then you know it it doesn't meet the standards. Yeah, it definitely wasn't so that, our intention. So I you know uh, I have we, a feeling a lot of after we passed the wall check we were very surprised to not get the occupancy. Yeah, and I think a lot of these questions are are you know more fraught, not not as specific as yours or they they are but more worried about the yes, future. Yes, Can I can I just uh, Mr. Rissi, can you just help me? It I understand what you said about the 10 feet, and we have 9.9 .9 on the left, and is that where the siding comes in or can we speculate that it might have been built at 10 but ends up being 9.9 .9, which is literally inches or not even multiple mm -hmm. inches um i think it might be better answered by the applicants but i would speculate yes the original building permit probably approved 10 feet on that side Right. With the assumption that would be to the face of the siding and the building was constructed just as shown here, just that, you know, tenth of an inch closer. Okay. Yeah. Just one, one more question. Ms. Mouse. The um does and this might does the siding go down to the foundation? I'm sorry? Does the siding go down all the way down to the foundation? No. No, the the siding starts. Uh, the foundation is uh, exactly five or six feet above, and okay. then the siding comes out on top of that. But but you actually count the siding even though it's not at grade. Right. Yes. 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 We do. Okay. That's how it. So if you measured at grade where the foundation was, that might be ten feet. Yeah. Yes. If it, that's that's how we passed the the wall check that's originally. Yeah. Was okay. You know, okay. It, it, the wall check <laughs> would be just the. The, okay. about the base of the, uh, okay. the base. wow this is like a dominoes yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's it, like big it, dominoes it, we were we were really shocked whenever it, it didn't come in and then you know to see the the feet and we're like <laughs> i bet you will do that again <laughs> but you, us too <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. okay we understand thank you um we have no speakers so discussion no with the board motion motion miss freshman I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11909-23-UP1 subject to the conditions listed. I second. A motion um, made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I'll call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to grant this use permit passes five to zero. Thank you. I hope it doesn't come up again. <laughs> I, I am confident that you will not let that happen no, again. We, no, we, we will. Not. <laughs> With somebody else, I hope it doesn't come up again. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Have a good, after, good evening. Mr. Bowen, can you call the second case?
Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11910-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Kimberly Sanchez on behalf of Nicholas and Kelly Hellman, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 17.8 feet to the porch, 16.6 feet to the porch eave instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required regarding a new rear porch with stairs and landings to an existing one-family detached dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 866 North Lebanon Street within the Dominion Hills Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Note that we do have supplemental material for this case, which is in the form of a neighbor petition that, and a follow-up email. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, do my colleagues have any questions for staff? Is the applicant or the representative with us? Step on up. Virtually. Uh, I think they're here. No. <laughs> Kimberly Sanchez uh, on behalf of HD Exteriors. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Can you say? Kimberly Sanchez with HD Exteriors. You can raise the platform. There's to a, your right. To your right. There you go. It's <laughs> fancy. Let me say it again. That record. Kimberly Sanchez with HD Exteriors. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh, did you have any questions? For oh, me? oh did, um, did you want to speak to your application or we could go right to questions? Yeah, if you just have any questions, that's fine. Do my colleagues have any questions for this applicant? Um, I was, I'm just myself getting caught up on the supplemental, which also appears to be duplicative of it's the same with this note about a, one of the neighbors. Great. The note too. Discussion with the board. Um, or motions. I can make a motion. Ms. Arthurs. If we're ready. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11910-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthur, seconded by Ms. Clark. I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to uh, grant this use permit passes five to zero. Good luck with your porch. Mr. Bowen, can you call the next case, please? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11911-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Adam DiMatteo on behalf of David Souls and Rebecca Lawrence to permit a right side setback of 6.1 feet instead of eight feet as required regarding a new two-story house in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 5520 24th Street North within the Leeway Overly Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Um, we do have supplemental material for this case that came in. This just includes an email summary of neighborhood outreach efforts, as well as an email of support from a neighbor named Kathy uh, Marisol, and well as email of support in response to an email from Patty Petrosini including um, responses from Christopher and Rebecca Murphy, as well as Wendy Green and Ole Orsett. Thank, thank you, Mr. Bowen.
Ms. Malice, did you have something? Uh, I wish to just briefly disclose that I am um, acquainted with the applicant, Mr. Souls, and uh, his wife, Rebecca, uh, but I can hear the case fairly. Thank you, Ms. Mellis. Um, do we have any questions for staff on this? Is the applicant with us? I see him. Mr. Souls. Souls? Souls, yes. Just to clarify, uh, her daughter was my kid's uh, nanny for a year, too. That's our, although I taught her daughter in chemistry classes how she ended up as my nanny. Um, so, hey, I'm Dave Souls. I want to build my hat in my next house or do the renovation of the house where my current house is. Uh, my current house sits 1.8 feet, I guess, closer than it should to my neighbor's house. Um, and we don't want to put our entire house in the dumpster. We just want to like build up from our current existing foundation. Um, and so in order to do that, we need you guys' approval. We have the agreement of the neighbor that our house is closest to, the Green Orset family, sent in an email of support. Um, we have uh, email support from the people across the street and um, the people on the other side of us, although they're obviously less impacted. Um, my wife reached out to the neighbors behind us. Um, I have the letter, six copies of the letter that we gave to the neighbors behind us. Um, and they were all pleasant in conversation. I don't think any of them sent us an email. We're not as close to those people because they're behind us. Mr. Thank Chairman, you. Uh, Ms. Malice. Could you just let's walk through slowly which neighbor you contacted, which okay. which one we have written so, for? So um, the Green Orsets, which is Wendy Green Orset and Uli Orset, um, they are 5524. And they are the ones that we are closest to. 5524. Um, and, and that's in writing here somewhere? Yeah. Okay. So we got approval. We got, a, we got writing it from them. Across the street is 5523. That's Tina Masuka, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Uh, and we believe we have an email of support from Tina Matsuka as well. Is that? Are there more? There are more. I was sure. just going oh, to oh, no, carefully. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Thumbs up. Uh, 5516 is um, the Murphs, the Murphys. I believe we have an email of support from them. So I think, oh, and then even 5512, that's Cassie, Kathy Mersel, um, the next one over, you know, in case she's walking her dog down the street, she approves too. Um, and then I believe those are all the letters that we have. If we have more, let me know and I can tell you who they are. All right. And, and did you, you, you said that you contacted um, the three rear neighbors? 5525, 5521, right. and 5517 have all talked to us. 5521 was most concerned about the maple tree in our backyard. We're keeping it. Uh, we love it. And that's where our kids' tree fort is. Uh, so she was relieved to hear that that's day. Good. How about uh, 5519? 519, I don't think we got contact. I mean, I think we, I don't think we had. They had death in the family in the past two weeks. Okay. Right side. My colleagues, have any 
further questions or want a discussion with the board? I can make a motion if everybody's ready. Please, Ms. Arthurs. I move that the boarding, Board of Zoning Appeals attach the proposed resolution approving use permit B-119. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I was on the right one. V-11911-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthurs, seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? We'll call the roll. Um, Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. Um, this motion for this use permit passes five to zero. Let me turn in the copies that my wife printed off. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Um, Mr. Bowen, I believe the next uh, case on our agenda is number six. Uh, yes, Mr. Kaplan, I believe the next two cases on our agenda, case number V-1. 2-23-UP-1, as well as the following case, case number V-11913-23-UP-2, were approved in the group motion at the start of the hearing. So with that in mind, um, I would plan to move on to case number V-11914-23-UP-1 at this time, which is a use permit request by Kimberly Sanchez on behalf of Hunter Schloss and Paige uh, Sheldon the owners to permit a rear setback of 14 feet instead of 21 feet is required regarding a new rear deck addition with stairs patio and sitting wall to an existing single family detached dwelling in the r6 zoning district on the premises known as 2309 north tucko street within the arlington east falls church civic association staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions please note that we do have supplemental material for this case that came in which is an email explanation of outreach um, in response to an email from patty petrosini thank you mr bowen mm -hmm. do my colleagues have any questions for staff hearing none uh, is the applicant with us please step on up <laughs> welcome back i swear we just saw you this is the last one <laughs> uh, kimberly sanchez with hd exteriors do my colleagues have any questions for the uh, applicants motion motion let me scroll right. first everyone ready Please. I gotta get to the right spot. Hang on. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V 11914 23 UP 1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second. A motion uh, by Ms. Arthur, seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to grant this application passes 5 to 0. Good Thank luck. You. Thank you. Next case, Mr. Bowen, please. Yes, you're making excellent time. I'm having to move a little quicker. <laughs> I can slow down. Okay, no, no worries, we're good. <laughs> the next case on the agenda is case number V-11915-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Patrick Caldwell and Jill Burkholder, the owners, to remit a street setback of 11.5 feet to the porch, 10.5 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave, as required from 4th Street North, to permit a rear setback of 1.8 feet to the accessory structure pergola, instead of 10 feet as required, and to permit a left side setback of 7.9 feet to the accessory structure pergola, and 6.7 feet to the porch, instead of 8 feet as required, 
regarding a new accessory structure, pergola, and a new porch addition with stairs to an existing one-family detached dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 401 North Edgewood Street within the Lion Park Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that we also have supplemental material for this case. Um, that came in the form of an email explanation and delivery receipts of outreach efforts in response to an email from Ms. Patty Petrosini. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Do my colleagues have any questions for staff? Is, is the applicant with us? Uh, good evening. My name is Patrick Caldwell at 401 North Edgewood Street. Um, thank you for hearing this tonight. I did bring supplemental information as my architect realized that both the rear elevation did not show a slider and the side elevation did not show a, a uh, side door. So no changes to the, um, the wraparound porch or the pergola, but in case that gets caught up in building permits, we thought we'd bring it to your attention tonight. So I brought five copies. Thank you. We did do some, um, some community to reach out. Reach, we reached out to eight of our neighbors, six with positive responses, um, and two we did not hear from. Do Ms. Mouse, please. Does that complete your presentation? I'm sorry? Does that complete your presentation? Yes. Do you, do you have written feedback from your neighbors? Yes. So there was, uh, sorry, there was the five letters of support. They signed a letter that was, I think, included in the staff report. Yeah, there was just one missing, 317. So I, uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. Maybe it was not. Uh, I submitted five letters of support. I'm not sure if they all showed up. Did you have a letter or a response from 317? From 317, I did not. So from the, um, there were three neighbors, 317, correct. So 317, uh, we delivered a package to the residents who were renters and we sent a package to the owner who lives in Pasadena and did not hear back from either. Other questions or, or so so Mr. Bowen these plans should be referenced in our motion now uh, if you would like to reference the supplemental materials that were just given to you I believe you could yeah reference them in the motion and tie the, any potential approval to them are they they're of use to you <laughs> Sorry, what was that They're question? You? Are they are they of use to you as zoning? We would keep them as part of the record and supplemental as a piece of supplemental material, which would, would be tied to the approval as well. If you if you yeah if you name them like or reference a particular sheet title or date that's on the drawing. Would they change anything now? They, as um, far as aesthetically. Like, yeah, but for what we're here for, 
for setbacks. Oh, we didn't change setbacks, but we re referenced always referenced plans in our motion in our resolution. And that's what neighborhood feedback would be based on, right? So. Yeah, usually the first condition ties the approval or any potential approval to the drawings to the and plats that were submitted right. with the application. Right. Um, so. Do you want me to make a motion to include these plans? We'll just call it supplemental to material. This. We can just reference the supplemental material that was right. presented. Yeah, um, there is a there's a date. It's the date says eight two twenty two. Does that sound right? Right. I'm the sorry. The date on here says eight two twenty two. Sounds like they did not update the date. It doesn't sound <laughs> like it's yeah. recent. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you the number of times surveyors do that and drive me insane? <laughs> Are we, Ms. Malish, are you, any, anything further? No, Did, just you trying to take a shot at it, Ms. Arthurs? Yeah. Do you think we could just refer to the supplemental material provided, the, the right? In per, how about in-person supplemental material? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, in here. If we refer to the in-person supplemental material in the motion. Draw, drawings submitted by the applicant, drawings. In person. There's two, there's two kinds of supplemental here. Yeah, one was in person, right? Oh, well, this was kind of in person. <laughs> All right, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution, including the supplemental material submitted in person as an updated drawing and plans for the use permit V-11915-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Thank you, Ms. Malice. Ms. Arthurs. Is there a second? Miss uh, Freshman. Well, I, I don't know. Well, it's further discussion. Does, just does it confuse the fact that the drawing, the resolution refers to a different set of drawings now? Is that should, in other words, should the resol, should the should the change be to the re, first resolution? No, now it includes both because I said including the resolution, the drawings that were submitted in person, and then but the, the resolution already includes the other drawings, so now it has both. I, I mean, I think from our perspective, I think it's important to reference the drawings in some capacity um, that were submitted in person if you want those to be tied to the approval. Um, Insofar as I'm concerned, it doesn't necessarily need to be an update to condition number one. It could be. It could also be in the manner that Lindsay's done it, um, which would also have subject, would also be subject to condition number one afterwards. Okay. Just does somebody, if you want to change it, just change it. Let's get it. Let's do it. I think he's okay with the I way you said it. Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. Uh, motion for this use permit passes five to zero. Thank Good you luck. very much. Um, Mr. Rohn, before you call the next case, um, I just realized from the supplemental material on case V-11911-23-UP-1 that I had to make a statement of, uh, for, just for the record, that I am acquainted with one of the neighbors. And um, I still feel I can, or did, um, um, 
adjudicate the case fairly, as I didn't realize I knew the neighbors at the time. But I just have realized that now and wanted to make that record on the record. Um, Mr. Bowen, can you call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11916-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Julie Hawley on behalf of John and Kemper Gay, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 10 feet to the deck instead of 21 feet to the deck as required from the rear property line regarding a new rear deck to an existing one-family dwelling in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 3180 North Quincy Street within the Bellevue Forest Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution denying the use permit request. An alternative resolution with conditions has been provided should the BZAC fit to approve the application as advertised. Um, please note we do have supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were printed and assembled. And this includes an email explanation of outreach efforts that was made in response to an inquiry from Ms. Patty Petrosini. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Do my colleagues have questions for staff? Um, just wanted to confirm that the deck that they are proposing is larger than the existing deck. Is that correct? Sorry, my microphone was not cooperating. Yes, it does appear to be a bit larger. Um, I believe the proposed changes section of the staff report um, accounted for a small difference in square footage as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Is the applicant with us, please? Hello, uh, I'm John Gay, the owner. One of the owners. Would you like to speak to your application? Uh, yes, please. I would. I'll note that uh, we have one more uh, neighbor who's uh, signed off on this uh, that I got today. So the one's right across the street from us. I don't know if I hand this to you. Mr. Bowen, could you give us the address? Yeah, I'll clarify the address. Is 3183 uh, North Quincy Street. Great. Thank you. So uh, there's not an existing deck anymore. It rotted and we had to get rid of that. And so we just wanted to replace the deck and it is very, very comparable in size. Um, I think we're we're suffering from having a weird shaped lot as far as uh, you saw the picture. Um, we come in we kind of in the angle where Military Road and Quincy Street come in. Um, and it looked like from the report of the of the uh, of the staff that we hit all the goals that the chairman set out earlier for you know what what y'all what y'all are looking for, except that staff could not identify other comparable structures in the surrounding neighborhood that are attached to the main dwelling and demonstrate a similar or similar or smaller setback from the rear property line. And, and please stop me if I'm misstating what's in the report, but I think that was the I think that was the one hold up. And again, I think that part of the trouble of finding comps is that we're not a usual configuration. And so uh, the neighbors have signed off. The ones on either side of us were already in your packet. Uh, the one directly across the street we just got. The one right next to that person a little bit farther up is out of the country. And then the only other one in the neighborhood is the, the lot right behind us. Um, our neighbor passed away uh, a while ago, and I believe things are still in probate. But given the status of the, the condition of the house and the condition of the real estate market in Arlington, I think whatever gets put back there is going to be looming over our house, let alone if there's a deck or not. So I wouldn't expect any complaints from them. Uh, so we're, we're just, we just like to be able to do what we've been doing for 
15 years and go out our back door onto a deck and grill it's it the back door is three feet off the above grade um so we like uh, your indulgence to uh allow this to go through understand y'all are concerned about precedent as you should be um we're kind of an odd i'll say we're an odd lot so i hope that doesn't uh cause because you'd be too concerned about precedent within this particular case. Thank you. Um, do my colleagues have questions for the applicant? Uh, Mr. Chairman? Ms. Malice. I don't know if it's for the applicant or staff. It, it looks like if you had built your deck as shown in the original plat, you probably wouldn't, you know, have built it as close to the back of the property line as this one. I think that's right. I think, but also, I don't think we could even build our original deck based on setbacks. That's what I'm. Is, is that right? The placement of the deck um, that existed on site was less than 21 feet from the rear property line, so it would not be allowed but based on would, today's zoning ordinance. But it would have fallen in within the comps. That's a good question. I mean, it would have been a comp. You know, if if the neighbor were trying to do a similar thing, then that would have been a comp for anyone else wanting to do it. Right, and also, but. They're asking for a 10-foot setback. And they might have fallen within in the setback table that staff provided. We don't know that measurement of what the old deck was, right? I'm just looking at the. No, I believe it is noted as an approximate measurement um, in the staff report. It was not noted on the plat. And what was the approximate? Uh, let me scroll for that just a moment. 108. No, the um, the setback measurement. Oh. The rear setback. Would have been. I noted it as a pro excuse me. I noted it as approximately 11 feet in the existing condition. So we're talking a difference of a foot, roughly. It seems like, you know, that deck had a corner cut off of it. <laughs> so we're, I mean, yeah, this is a, you know, we, this is a use permit. So where th this application, um, the, the new plot is asking for, oh no, that's wrong measurement, sorry, 10, 10 feet versus an estimated 11 feet as, as previously existed. Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably even less than 10. It, but it looks, it looks, yeah, yeah it lo that looks like a steep property line there. And for the BZA's consideration, um, I believe the applicants here are asking for a bit more room than they think they needed, as sometimes people wiggle room, and the plat actually shows a measurement of about 11 feet, uh, 10 foot 10. So staff's recommendation for denial was based on comparables. Yeah, we did not find any um, decks or other attached structures that were as close or closer than the applicants were asking for. 
we did find some detached structures like sheds, um, but didn't think those were quite comparable. And, and detached sheds have other uh, zoning requirements to them, right? Detached sheds would not get an encroachment allowance, but they would be um, subject to a 25-foot rear setback. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I was confusing that with a garage, not a shed. Yeah. 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 Um, colleagues, have any further questions or discussion with the board? Discussion with the board. Miss. You know the, the you know the two options are approve as is, or ask for a smaller deck. I mean those 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 are the options before us. Um, and approve as is, or just deny what's, I guess that would, that's what is being recommended, deny. So the options are deny, defer, and ask for a smaller deck, or approve the alternate resolution. Those, those are the, the choices, I think. Ms. Arthurs. I'm prepared to make a motion if everybody else is. I don't see any harm in this. I'm happy to approve their application with the alternate resolution, but let my colleagues discuss if they have Ms. more to say. Ms. Freshman? I agree. Okay. Let's Make a motion? Please. Oh, this one's a little bit different than the other one. I'll, yeah, make the motion yeah, the for the alternative. Make alternate. Wait, where? Yeah, I'll do it. Motion for the alternative attached resolution. I know, aren't I there? I approve that the, or I, the language is different. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V-11916-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed in the alternate resolution. Second. Is that right? I think that's right. Okay. That's good enough for me. I had to make it up on the fly. Uh, I'm <laughs> a motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Freshman for passage of the alternative resolution. Is there any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. Uh, porch passes five to zero. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you call the uh, ninth case or the ninth agenda item? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11917-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by Eileen Welch and Michael King, the owners, to permit an interior structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple-family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove a load-bearing kitchen wall in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4882 28th Street South within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request subject to conditions listed, and we do not have any supplemental material for this case. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, any questions on this application for staff? Is the applicant with us? Virtually. Virtually. Ms. Welsh. Uh, can you unmute yourself? I think you're muted. We can't hear you. We still can't hear you. 
Can you call in? What's the worst feeling? <laughs> My tech isn't working. Uh, I will drop the call-in number and call-in code into the meeting chat, and we can go from there. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Okay, I just draw, drop the call-in number and passcode. I think we're there. <laughs> Admit. Hi, can you hear me? Can you hear me? That works. Great. Um, sorry about that. Not sure why my microphone doesn't work. Um, but thank you so much for um, having this hearing this evening. Um, we don't have any additional information to offer other than what's in the staff report um, before you. But we're happy to answer any questions you might have for us. Thank you, Ms. Walsh. Do my colleagues have any questions? Motions? I can make a motion. Ms. Arthurs. Does anyone want to talk before? Do you guys want to say your Fairlington things? No? Okay. Yep. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution grant approving the variance V-11917-23-VA-1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second. A motion by Ms. Arthurs, seconded by Ms. Clark. Ms. Clark. Ms. Clark. A motion by Ms. Arthur, seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. No. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Uh, chair votes no. The motion to grant this variance passes three to two. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, the last case, please. Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the last case on the agenda this evening is case number V-11918-23-VA-1. This is also a variance request, and it's by Stephen McGilvray and Mary Lavat McGilvray. Uh, the owners permit an interior structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove one load-bearing wall and one non-load-bearing ki existing kitchen wall in the RA 1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4628 34th Street South within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request with conditions. Um, we do not have any supplemental materials for this case either. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Is uh, any questions for staff? Is the applicant with us? I assume the last people here. The lonely back here. <laughs> <laughs> when you're the last person, it gets lonely, right? <laughs> Would you like to speak to your application? You know, I own this particular unit 22 years. Um, going to my son, Stephen, his two young daughters are going to move in. 
And so I wanted to ref refurb it, you know, and make it a, you guys know Fairlington, small spaces. So get a little more open space and uh, hopefully imp in improve the value of the piece of real estate. So good for neighbors, you know, good for the Fairlington group as, as a whole, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think the pack and Megan, I want to thank you. You were very helpful in guiding us through the process. So that's happy to answer any questions. I mean, I think everyone here is sorry that you have to come before us for these internal renovations, right? So um, I get it. You know, it, it is what it is. So it's is, assuming my colleagues don't have any questions for this applicant. I can motions? make a motion. Yep. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V-11918-23-VA-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthur, seconded by Ms. Freshman. Um, any discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? No. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes no. Motion passes to grant this variance five, uh, three to two. Thank you. Good luck with your interior project. Um, I understand that we are going to table the minutes till tomorrow, hopefully. Do we yeah, need to I take action? That will work for us. Is yes. that good enough for me? I mean, is that good enough? Do we need to, we don't need to vote on that, do we? I don't think you need to vote on it, no. Um, the agenda having been completed, this hearing is hereby adjourned. <laughs>